you're on the air with Florenza, your podcast destination for authentic conversations with a twist. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and join me on this unique literary journey. Cheers! got another phenomenal author lined up to speak with us today. And joining me on the stage is Rob Frostbite King. Rob's eclectic writing style will either make you laugh or give you something to think about. And actually, it does both. His mission is to be more than just an artist. He works hard to be a driving force here in the Cleveland area through networking and supporting other venues and events. He believes in keeping the Cleveland arts alive and wants everyone to keep supporting it. You may catch him at an open mic venue near you, either singing or reciting poetry. Rob is a freelance graphic designer for his own company, Sire Graphics, and has a long-term goal of becoming a, a college professor. And so this this right here is news to me. So welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. College professor, huh? How you doing? Yes, college professor. Listen, um, I can see that. I can see that. So before we get started, I'm going to raise my glass to toast a successful um, interview and I see that you have that beautiful clear bottle of water there so you are you're hydrating the correct way I on the other hand have a nice glass of red it is a red blend and um yeah it's kind of early but never too early for a red so here's a toast to a successful show so please tell everyone a little bit more about you and absolutely tell me about this college professor goal that you have um, well, I am an artist, artist first, graphic designer, uh, author. I call myself a jack of all trades. Pretty much I try to do everything. Um, I can build things. Um, very creative. So I always was brought up to think that I can, if I can put my hand on it, I can build it. I could fix it. I could do anything. So um, when I started writing, um, I was doing poetry, um, like for the Kamikaze. It was a coffee shop back in the day. And I was like, well, never thought about writing a book. Never thought about it. So I went ahead and did it. And it was well received. So like my second book, Conqueror, and my third book, they we're well received also, but it's just I'm like it's funny, it's like I'm drifting more towards the art, even though I'm still on the poetry scene. Uh-huh. So it's still fun. But well, you know, I have to let the listening audience know that if you have seen any of my graphics as far as my logos from my publishing company to my personal logo for my brand Florenza. Um, to my logo for um, the pen name that I write under, which is all my spicy adult lit. That's Aiken Ponder. If you've been to any of my websites and you have seen the logos for my online bookstore, all of those actually.
actually in my coaching business. All of those logos were done by none other than Rob Frostbite King. And I've got to tell you, I have never, ever considered another artist for my logo. Um, we were chatting before we came on the air about individuals who use um, a lot of your freelance type um, platforms and how they're so disappointed when they see elements of their graphics somewhere else. And so if like me, your creative and individuality is important to you, it is always best practice to use someone that um, you know that someone has had a really good personal connect to. So as a creative myself, as an author publisher myself, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you contact uh, Rob if you want any type of logos or um, illustrations, or cover designs, um, maybe you're, you're a, a, a songwriter and you're looking for that perfect graphic for your CD cover. Um, man, he's your go-to. He is your go-to. So <laughs> you all can't see us, but we see each other. Um, there are a bunch of hats behind you. I can truthfully say, <laughs> you know, I'm like almost 60, so cool and dope and stuff like that. Well, cool is my word, but dope and fire like how would you describe those like what what adjective oh <laughs> oh this it's it's the beginning of my collection i, I always wanted to um, have a wall full of hats and now i gotta get the smaller brim hats and i'm make i'm making it work i'm making it work <laughs> when i check the colors i mean we've got oh my gosh the the, the colors are phenomenal they're muted but they are so well done well you know we're gonna have to um pull some graphics with just you and and all the hats so <laughs> you do have a latest book that i would like to talk about so what's the name of your your newest release and tell us why this this is special to you um the newest release is called creating greatness um it has like artwork poetry short stories and I also have like a 40 day, 40 day passage. And it's like I'm about a butterfly, like the process of your process of growing as a butterfly. And in the, the last section, you write your growth, write about your growth in it. So I decided to do that. And I think what I love about it is my growth from my first book. My first book came out in 2008, and then this one came out in 2021. So there's a lot of growth, a lot of writing. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Now, in one of your um, previous books, you did like a 25-day um, motivational of your season to fly. And so did you build upon it to add on the dates to allow the, uh, the reader more time to reflect? What happened was, um, I did, but I decided to just, I was going to do the um, season to fly and it was going to be a separate book because someone mm -hmm. asked me to, to make it separate. So uh, that might, that's in the process. That's in the process. Okay. I love it. Now for those who know you personally and know like your history and um, who you are as a person, 
how much of the pain of your past combined with the the um, joys of your past are encapsulated in your writings? Um, I think the pain, like in the beginning, maybe like the first book and the second book where they, they show my pain, the beginning of the pain, and then it shows the growth. So the joy out of it, like where I've become, you know, awesome. like, so it, the, the last book, I don't have any, I don't believe I have anything talking about pain or any yeah. past pains. So. Isn't that a beautiful thing to look back on your life and know that every day adds to who we are, but at some point we get to the place that we can focus on the fruit. Like to me, the pain, the joys, the shortcomings, the hardships, that's, that's either the seed or the fertilizer that grows us. But at some point we get to the place that we are experiencing growth and harvest. And the beautiful thing about fruit and flowers that they don't look like the seed. Like I love watermelon. Anybody that knows me knows that I love watermelon. You can cut one in half and put both sides on each lap and leave me alone. You're going to come back and I am just, I am like a kid in a, in a candy store. Um, but I've yet to see a watermelon that looks like the seed. It contains seeds, but it doesn't look like it. Do you see yourself now as being the fruit of those yes. experiences? Yes. Yes. Like what I also like the reason why I wrote my second book, Conqueror, um, I never even thought about like writing like part of my life story mm -hmm. or anything about it. But, you know, when I do, do motivational speaking and talking to younger people, I like to them, I look like I've never been through anything. Yeah. Like I just go through life, oh, happy days and hey, how you doing? So I'm like, oh, no, I've. I went through a lot. You know, you have to work hard to get to the things you go through, you know, and, you know, trying to get them to understand that you can't sit and wallow in self-pity. Yep. You got to work through it. But, you know. And that's so important because if, if, if I don't look what I went through was a picture, I'm looking at it right now. Right? <laughs> it is. I mean, I tell people how old I am. Like, you are not you're like they're 35. I'm like, no, I'm 52. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I tell I am as old as your mother, but as fine as your sister. So <laughs> um when you look at where in terms of speaking with children and and um encouraging them and motivating them and mentoring them, what are the top three areas that you see? your message being used the most with them? Hmm. Um, that's hard to explain. Because mainly, I guess, when, when the kid sees me, the first thing they see is this jolly big guy. Uh-huh. And it's All like, they, 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 they want to laugh. And then when they get to know me, they want to be around me and hug on me and talk to me. And, and it, it's, 
they don't want me to leave. Mm-hmm. So it, I, it's a, I could talk about that for hours. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Three words. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, so uh, what I hear you saying as well is not only is it important for you to bring your energy and your message, but also being um, this black male presence is also so vitally important to all children, not just in the black community. I believe that the having black male presence in all cultures is as important as having other cultures represented in ours. And so mm-hmm. do, you, do you find that you are, um, because of your drivality, drivality that um, others receive you as so openly as well? Yes. Yes. Um, I went to a school called Nordonia once. Mm-hmm. And I was very well received. The kids yeah. loved me. <laughs> yeah. So what's next as far as with children? Are you thinking about possibly doing um, books geared towards children? Because your artwork is phenomenal. I mean, you're already doing the illustrations for others with children's books. Do you see yourself pinning your own soon? Um. I've thought about it. Thought about um, coloring books, maybe. Yeah. For adults and children. And then, um, yeah, I got a couple of ideas. I think the next project I'll be working on is a, a slightly a comic book okay. of my conversations with Cupid. It's like a poem okay. that I wrote, and it's in my first book. <laughs> so All right, Talk about love. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there looking like looking like a little Luther. Looking like a little oh Luther. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now when we talk about um future goals and we're still in the beginning of 2024, I'm not one to write down resolutions. But if you are resolu- a resolutions person, what were some of the things that um would be found on your list? Um, health, uh, health-wise, get myself stronger in my health. Uh, I'm learning new programs. Okay. So it's one program is called um, After Effects and another one, I forgot the name of the other one, but they're, they're they produce like moving graphics and uh animation i have a friend that's like in an animation and he's very great in it and he's like you should do it this is your project you should be done learn how to do this too and i'm like but i i gotta do so much you know do much other stuff and he has projects where i'm doing voiceover for <laughs> oh wonderful okay yeah. so you're looking into audio books or doing voiceovers for um for what are we doing voiceovers for? Um, he has a series called Howard the Hurtful Hog. And so I'm using my silly side to speak for one character is uh, the otter. And the okay. other one, the other one is a, a peacock. <laughs> nice. So, <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> What would you, now you started writing, I found this hard to believe, but then I forget 
as well your age. You started writing in 2002. Now, was that professionally in 2002? Because you seem like you would have been writing from. The I started. I started crayons. writing. <laughs> um, I used to like like keep a a journal, like a drawing journal. I might write something in it when I was younger, but I didn't really start like writing poetry until maybe 12, 13. And the reason for that is because of my my English teacher at the time and making us recite Invictus and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, you got bit by the bug. <laughs> but I you know until I until like 2002, I wasn't really like around the poetry scene. Okay. Until one of my cousins was telling me about the kamikaze. I was like, I'm gonna go check this place out. And I was bitten from there and I was like, ah. So I okay. but I didn't get to perform until I didn't perform until 2004. Okay. But I was oh, writing so it the whole time. Two years to yeah. get up on that stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what was the first piece that you spit when you got up on stage? Um, it was an ode to my aunt that passed away the year before, and her it was her birthday. So um, that day was her birthday. You like I'm gonna, I'm gonna um recite this poem. Okay. The second poem I wrote was "I Stand to Listen." And <laughs> the I say that's my signature poem. Okay. But everybody else, it's my Cupid poem. That's getting ready to become a graphic novel. Oh yes. Yeah. Nice. Between the written word and the spoken word, which would you say is nearest and dearest to your heart? Um to be honest, all of it. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I love the creativity. As far as my artwork and writing, I believe that all of, all of it is my babies. And my nieces and nephews get to um, get to keep it with them. But when I leave, you know, it's all for them. Yeah, having something <laughs> to pass down. How important is legacy? Because what you're saying is you're creating this legacy. How important is that to you? Oh, very much. It's, it's very much important. My nephew, John, he's already telling me at nine years old, he's like, um, Sire Graphics is mine. I just I just want you to know that. Oh, he's taking <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's drawing and everything. So he's he's real good at what he's doing now. Really? Oh, my goodness. So I got to teach him how to draw with the tablet. and. Uh, it's a process. What was it like the first time that you drew something and you realized that it was good? Um, when I was in class and I would draw something and my classmates was like, can you draw me one? <laughs> or every time we had to do artwork and the kids would look at me like, uh, can you draw this for me? Okay, okay. But I think um, I really felt like my art was was great when I got to twelfth grade, and in my twelfth, I I didn't get to um, take art in tenth and eleventh grade. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't oh. get in there. But when I got to twelfth grade, the art teacher was like, "Where were you at in tenth and eleventh grade?" I'm like, uh, 
gotta trying. blame my counselor. <laughs> blame my counselor. <laughs> so yeah, it was. He would enter my artwork in contests, and I would win art contests and everything. So, my first logo that I ever done is called "Make a Difference" for the school, Warrensville. Nice. That's crazy. So, how important is it for art in schools? Um, if you could just sum it up, if there's a, a politician somewhere that's listening or someone that is in a position to ensure that art remains in school, what is your experience with art in school? I believe artwork is very, art is very important in schools because it gives a kid the kids the chance to create and let their mind soar, you know, give them a chance to, you know, get away from the regular coursework and use their creativity to build artwork, paint, anything. I I don't I don't believe in taking it away from the schools. <laughs> yeah, it, it gives us our wings. You know, it, it it gives us our wings and it creates safe spaces. Um, you know, I started writing poetry as a child and um a lot of it was stolen. Um, and trusting the wrong people um, with my writings. And this is pre-computers where you didn't have copies. It was handwritten. And I know that you've lost um, some early pieces that you did, some comic books that you wrote as a young buck. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we people say, oh, it'll come back to you. But sometimes it never does. And you're just, you're left with the rest of your life with that loss, you know? Yes, it is. Like one of my friends was saying that you could probably remember, you probably might remember like a fraction of those comic books or those writings, but it gives you a chance to enhance and <laughs> upgrade it to something yeah. better. Like, but you still miss it. It just, it's like a lost child or something. You just miss it. It's like a part of you that right. you created is missing and there's no words for it. Mm hmm. Like now, I always the, wanted to show my nephew that um, I always always wanted to show my nephew like my works when I was young, mm -hmm. and you know, it's you know the, all that work is gone. Like it's sad. <laughs> well, you can remember, it and we have it in our like. There's bits and pieces of some of the poor the poems that I wrote early on that I can still recall. I remember. Um, each time Luther would come out with a new song, my mother would say, someone must have given him your poem because that's exactly what you wrote. I remember it. And um, inwardly, I was so thrilled that she thought that, you know, something that I wrote was equivalent to something that Luther said. And I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of times that I was like, oh, yes, Mr. Van Ross. <laughs> we need to have ourselves a conversation. <laughs> but creativity is spiritual. And I believe that inspiration will come to us for those of us who have the ability to bring it to life. And if we choose not to, it's going to go on to someone else. It's not just going to fall by the wayside. It's like that flower destined to be you know, destined to bloom, even if it has to come up in a sidewalk between cracks. Like right. that flower is going to bloom, period. No matter where it is going to bloom in a sidewalk, it's going to bloom in a gutter and in, in, a, in a top of a 
three-story building, it's going to bloom somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I believe that words are like that, that they're going to keep circling, trying to find someone that will either speak it or record it or document it or something, just acknowledge its presence. Um, right. Where are the listening, our listeners able to connect with you and to purchase um, some of your pieces? Um, well, as far as my artwork, uh, don't really have like a site yet. I'm working on that. Okay. But um, as far as my books, um, you can go to lulu.com, lulu.com forward slash Rob King 76, R O B B K I N G 76. Okay. And what about social media platforms? Are you there? Uh, social media, um, Instagram, Rob King Art, um, TikTok, Born Supreme 76. And on Facebook, Rob Frost by King. Okay, now are you ready for our rapid fire questions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I have to find my little list. See what we're going to do today. Okay, so these are going to be ones that you have to actually give an answer to. So, what is your deepest fear? My deepest fear? Mm hmm. Um, passing away without, without getting my goals done. Yeah. Yeah. I think for a creative or anyone that's, that's that greatest one. Um, what's your biggest flaw? Stubborn. So that's, you know what though? That's a flaw and, uh, um, a bit, uh, an asset because we don't give up. <laughs> Which moment would you most like to do over? Um, most moments, uh, probably, probably like the last 20 years. The whole 20. <laughs> Let's do the whole 20 over. The whole let's 20. just do it over. Um, let's see. Well, you pretty much answered this one. If given the chance to start your life over, would you? You're like, yeah, these last 20 for show, for show, for show. Um, ooh, if, what do you think people misunderstand the most about you? Um, I'm very sarcastic, so a lot of times people take my sarcasm as me being mean, uh huh, or when I'm quiet, normally I'm just thinking, you know. If I don't answer a question, it's because I'm thinking about the answer. Yeah. And people are like, well, you're not responding. I'm like, well, I'm thinking, you yeah. know. Yeah. So that's it's like lost. people are like, oh, you're just, so <laughs> <laughs> you're just so nonchalant. You're just so nonchalant. I'm like, well, I'm thinking about thinking about what, how to answer this question. You know? And sometimes you want us to think first. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, wordsmiths, you want us to temper those words. You kind of want us to think before we speak. <laughs> now, do you have a piece memorized that you would like to share with us as we exit? Oh, goodness gracious. You knew that was coming. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll do, I'll stand to listen. I'll do okay. a piece of that. I stand to listen 
opened my ears and absorbing every single line because poetry brings orgasms to the mind. You see, I don't spit fire, daggers, or even a single bullet. And I'm far from a slam poet. My mission is just to sit back, relax, and listen. I'm a defender of the poetic universe, protecting the culture as I take in every single verse because poetry is subliminal. And I'm attracted to it like jail time to a criminal. And I move like a juggernaut carrying poetry on my shoulders, moving mountains and kicking boulders, clearing pathways for other poets who, who want ignorant minds to shut up and hear what they have to say. I stand to listen to the miles and miles of poetic styles, poets who become teachers, constantly writing, honing the intellect of the ambitions to be heard. So please give them respect because they spit fire. And me, I just feel the burn. Like a student, I learn, inhaling all the smoke like a crackhead, fiending for another hit of coke. I stand to listen in hopes you listen. Just listen. Peace. <laughs> Snap it up. That was phenomenal. Well, listen, <laughs> you know I can talk to you for hours. And um, I am a true fan and supporter of everything that you do. And I look forward to bringing you back on after um, Cupid's Conversations <laughs> with Cupid is a graphic novel. And I'm certain that it is definitely going to be adult level. So, <laughs> Oh, yes, most definitely. <laughs> I can't wait to get a hold of it. So thank you. <laughs> Rob, I will make sure that I put your handles in um, the information below so that the listeners are able to reach out to you. And so thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and I look forward to having you back on. And this wraps up another episode of On the Air with Florenza. You may follow me on all social media platforms under Florenza Lee or via my website at florenza.org. Until next time, cheers.